Crude oil is crude. Natural gas is pure. That's why Pennzoil's base oil is made from natural gas, not crude. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Michael Obantoni. A new study says it's the quality of friendships that matters, not the quantity. So how would you rate our friendship? Tony Kornheiser. You consider us friends? Oh, okay, it's like that. So I get these questions a lot. I get, do you and Mike really like each other? And I say, yeah, we do. You must get the same question. I say, yeah, we do. Because people then say, you know, everybody else has been together for any length of time. Hates each other. <laughs> they hate, even brothers hate each other and won't perform together. And I said, no, we're good. We're actually good. We should get a raise for that. I'm happy. <laughs> Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Mason Rudolph apologizes. Carmelo Anthony back on the floor. And LeBron and the Lakers, they look really good. But we begin today with the college football rankings that have Alabama again at number five, just outside the magic playoff number. Alabama was not downgraded for losing Tua. The chairman of the playoff committee, Rob Mullins, the athletic director at Oregon, said, quote, Our job is to evaluate the games through week 12, and obviously we're aware of the injury to the quarterback, but Alabama continued on to a convincing win, so it didn't impact the rankings this week. I add the emphasis, unquote. Will Bond, did Alabama deserve to stay fifth? Sure. Why not? I mean, I wouldn't have changed anything. I wouldn't have changed any of those top teams. I, You know, I'm fine with Oregon where it is. I don't like Penn State being above Minnesota. That's called stupid since Minnesota just beat Penn State two weeks ago, nine days ago. So, no, I... That's the only thing I, I, I could I would quibble with, and they're further down. So no, Alabama won its game. Why wouldn't Alabama stay fifth? You're not going to move them above Georgia based on last week's game. No, but you could going no, forward. No, well, this is yes. The rest of Alabama's season and their chance to get into the playoffs depends on how they do at Auburn. Yeah. If they beat Auburn at Auburn and Mac Jones, the quarterback, right? That's his name. If he looks like the quarterback that he must have looked like when they recruited him, then I think they. St- I think they could actually go up ahead of Georgia. They could, but I would never move them down from five. But that, that's in two weeks' time. What right. bothered me this week was Oklahoma. Oklahoma moved up one spot from ten to, to, nine. to nine. Oklahoma beat an undefeated team yeah. at that place. Well, so where would at you have, how high would you have had them? I would have put them seven or eight. I'd say seven. I would, I would have put them seven, seven or eight. I mean, I, 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 so okay. this is a direct slap at the Big 12. This is, this is saying the Big 12 isn't as good as the Pac-12, which brings me to my next point. This fellow Mullins, the AD at Oregon, is the chairman of the committee. Are okay. you gonna, I know you're confident Alabama will still get in. Yeah. And I know that Mullins says, oh, I recuse myself when we talk about Oregon. Do you think his pals in that room are not gonna move him up if into the big game? If you to this, then you could never have Division I people from the Power Five conferences on the men's basketball selection committee, the women's basketball selection committee, the college football. You couldn't do it. Because no, no, no. somebody's school is gonna be but good. In, in this case, I think it would raise an eyebrow or two. Okay, what would you that, do? That, what would you have them do? I'm saying that if Oregon moves in ahead of Alabama, yeah. what would then you I, have and Mr. because Mullins they've won the do? Pac-12, what would I have Mr. Yeah. Mullins do? I'd have him walk out. I'd He's going to be out. No, not just out of the room. We're out, no, out, 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 out of the, the planet? Process, out of the, not out of the planet. <laughs> out of the process because there, there appears to be the potential for conflict. The next thing you're going to do is you'll be asking for robots to do the college football playoff. No, 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 no. Just umpire home plate. 
That's all. I'm pumped. Like, you, you, you've gone too far now with this conspiracy of Oregon. Not a, no, I'm just saying it, it, it has the appearance of the yeah. possibility of a conflict. If I was the whole state of Oregon, I would say you could never come to Bandon Dunes. You could never come out here. Oh, no, don't. I want to go to Bandon oh, Dunes. I'm going to make sure they ban. Come on. While Miles Garrett was in New York making his appeal to the NFL, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph spoke today about his part in that helmet-swinging brawl with Garrett last Thursday. Let us now listen to Rudolph. My natural reaction was just to get him off from on top of me. And again, I should have done a better job handling that situation. Um, you know, I, I, got, I have no will, no ill will towards Miles Garrett. Um, great respect for his ability as a player. Um, and I know that, if, you know, if Miles could go back, he would, he would handle the situation differently. Um, you know, as for my involvement last week, you know, there's no acceptable excuse. Uh, the bottom line is I should have done a better job keeping my composure in that situation, and uh, it falls short of what I believe it means to be a Pittsburgh Steeler and a member of the NFL. Well, Bob, what are your thoughts on Rudolph's apology? I, I applaud his apology. I thought his apology was sincere. I thought it was just legit in all the areas. He touched all the right points. He had notes and he looked at them. And I'm told I did not get a chance to see Get Up this morning, which I do. Often, I'm told that my man Marcus Spears and Dan Orlovsky thought that this was l- not particularly. I think it was NFL Live. Genuine. I think was it NFL Live? Up. Okay, I, I was already awake. Yeah. Regardless, I like yeah. to listen to those guys yeah, yeah. to get their their, their take yeah, on they the them. world of they, football. They slammed. Them. I don't understand this. Yeah. I, I, if I was in a room with them, I'd say what. Yeah. I hear the most genuine apology I've heard out of anybody in the NFL in about 30 years. So I'm going to go backwards a little bit to yesterday's show here because you and I had not discussed Miles Garrett. I was not on the show on Friday That's when right. you discussed Miles right. Garrett. And I heard you say you believe that Mason Rudolph should be suspended. Suspended for and a I, game. I did not come back at you on any level. I completely disagree. I don't think he should be suspended at all. In fact, I'm not even sure that I agree with Mike Pouncey getting three games coming to the aid of his teammate. Marquise. The other, the other well, pouncy. Okay. Close enough. One of the pouncy. One of the pouncy. Because they came to a, the aid of, of a team. A game or two. Not three. I, not oh, three. So I'm saying, Rudolph, this is the last play of the game, essentially. A game that is over. It's a two-touchdown game. Yeah. And Miles Garrett is picking him up yeah. and throwing him down. I understand he grabbed at the helmet. But that's, but but I that's didn't under- what triggered it. I didn't understand... Why is Grabbing Miles Garrett? Why is he Miles shouldn't. Garrett throwing this guy to the ground? He shouldn't. And you can give Miles Garrett a two years if you no, want. No, I don't to want to give him two years. I, I'm, I'm exaggerating. I want to give the him point two years. The only people who've gotten this wrong so far, as always, are the NFL because they should have suspended Rudolph. Who again? Whose apology? I, not only do I accept, I endorse. That's the way to apologize. I, I he should have gotten a game. How does he so. not get a game? I don't think he should Without get any games. Without him pulling him. off Miles Garrett helmet, there likely is no incident. He got thrown to the ground on the okay, last well, play of the game in a meaningless play. I didn't understand it. What are you in the Tom Brady school? I can't get thrown to the ground. I'm a quarterback. I'm a golden boy. Sorry, I can't get thrown to the yeah, ground. Yeah, I know you can't get thrown to the ground. I'm surprised we led with college football today, given Tony's obsession with Carmelo Anthony. So let's jump to his first NBA appearance in a full year. Melo made only four of 14 shots, committed five turnovers and five fouls in 23 and a half minutes. He struggled with the Pelicans' length at times, labored to defend, and was a minus 20, Tony, for the game. Still, his coach Terry Stotts said afterward, quote, to be honest, I thought he looked good, close quote. So given Melo's time away, are you willing to grade on the curve? To be honest, Terry Stotts had to say that. <laughs> he had to say he looked good because you lose him if you don't say he looks good. 
Am I willing to grade him on a curve? Like, give him a gentleman C. You want to go over some of these numbers again? Let's go over these numbers. Almost 24 minutes, no assists, five turnovers, 5,000, a minus 20. Is that good? Because to me, that's not good. That's not good. Now, am I confident that Carmelo Anthony will help the team? Yes, I am. I am too. It's not a very good team, but he'll help the team. He'll score points. He'll do what he's supposed to do, which is take shots and score points. That's a 5-10 and team right now, I think. Can he help get them in the playoffs? I don't think so. I don't know, Tony, because right now Portland is probably the most disappointing team in the league. Now, to be fair, Dame Lillard did not play last That's night. Right. He is the best player on That's the right. Portland Trailblazers, Carmelo or not. So that matters, and they got to get him back, and you hold back spasms, don't keep Dane Lillard out for long. But Carmelo is what they need. I, I thought that for a while. I, I, our friend Charles Barkley said at one point that they should go out and get Kevin Love. Well, short of Kevin Love, Carmelo, that puts you in the same vein, a four who can stretch the floor. And as you said, Kevin Love's much better than score points right now. I, that's not the point. you got to give up something big to get Kevin Love. You I mean, didn't have to give up anything sandwich. to get Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> so can yeah. Carmelo Anthony average again? I don't know, 14, 15 points a game. Can he give you 28 minutes a game? If he can do that, this will else. have worked. Carmelo Anthony did not practice one minute with this team. Not one minute. He walked onto the floor, took the That's second right. most shots That's on right. the whole team in second almost 24 and no, minutes. And no Lillard. And what, is, and what does that tell you? That tells you that when the ball goes to Carmelo Anthony, he's going to shoot it. He's going to shoot it. What, if you, do you have him, him doing something else, no, this is my whole point is the only reason for him to be out score. there is to shoot and score. score. So we'll see if he can do that. Yeah, I'm rooting for him. I hope he can do this. I know you get tired of no, Carmelo's story. It's a great farewell tour. But it's going to last this year. Farewell tour. Farewell tour. LeBron James. Not on a farewell tour. No. Posted another triple-double last night. This one against OKC as the Lakers improved their NBA best record to 12-2. and A big deal is being made of the fact that LeBron now has a triple-double against all 30 teams, which simply ain't a big deal. It is a big deal, however, that LeBron is leading the league in assists, is moving around the court like he's 25, and has led his team to a pair of five-game winning streaks. Tony, is this simply a nice start, or are the Lakers really this good? Okay, so what I remember about this season so far, and it's not that long a season so far, is that after the Lakers lost to the Clippers the first day, Game one. you left them for dead. I did not. You left I them for dead. You said the I Clippers said they'd be in the conference finals. Team. Is that for dead? You left them for no, dead. No, you weren't paying attention. So what happened? You only pay attention what happened to football is, now it is very year. possible. It's very possible that this record the Lakers have is as a result of two things: playing almost all their games at home and not playing the toughest teams in the world. I'll give you that. But LeBron James is leading the league in assists because he is redirecting his game to help everybody else on that team. Yep. He is fueled by two things. He is fueled by Magic Johnson leaving him high and dry last year. Fueled by that. And fueled by the fact that people looked at them not making the playoffs last year and said, washed king. Okay? Yeah. And he's fueled by that. And so uh, I think at the moment, now they're old. We can get to that. But they're real good right now. They're real good right now. I think they'll be real good all season as long as particularly LeBron James and, and Anthony Davis can stay healthy. So that, that, that has to be the case. And man, that whole thing, you can't, they gotta play with Kuzma now. You know, they're gonna need Rondo, you know, later in the season when the minutes of the games pile up and you have wear and tear. So I, but I think the Lakers have all the components. Look, Tony, I have believed, and I still think I believe, and we'll see what happens starting tonight when those two guys are in the Clipper lineup together for the first time, Paul Kawhi George and Kawhi. So I think I would rate them that much ahead by the time we get to say, April 1st? That much ahead. Just I that thought much. you had um, I said that they much would ahead. both be in the conference finals. Here's the Thanks problem for, for the Lakers. Attention. 
Potential problem. What? LeBron 34, Rondo 33. Potential. White House. That's why I said they got to have more. Bale McGee 31. By the way, Danny Green 30. By the way, can White they, can Howard they has contributed much yes, more he has. than you. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Can they run the Belmont? Can they run the full classic distance yeah. all the way yeah. into June? Can they do that? Let's take a break. Coming up, what the quarterbacks think about hip injuries like Tua's? We're going to ask Steve Young. We'll also ask him how Deshaun Watson and the Texans get over being blowed out on Sunday. So you didn't think the Clippers were significantly better I than the Lakers? I think the Clippers are just a little bit better. A little bit. Oh. George and Kawhi. Let's see. I thought you said a lot. No. Week 12 of the NFL season doesn't kick off until tomorrow, but we couldn't wait that long for a weekly visit from the man who I mentored when we were both with the 49ers. <laughs> Hall of Fame quarterback Steve Young. Let us start I with this. I appreciate it. I, I, I owe you so much, Tony. I owe you. Well, you know, thanks late is better than no thanks at all. Mason Rudolph apologized today for his role in Thursday night's fight, saying he should have done a better job of keeping his composure, his word. Any advice on how to keep your composure in a situation that is so volatile like that? Yeah, well, as a quarterback, Tony, everybody knows the number one rule of quarterback is let the lineman take care of it. I mean, that was my, I never got, I'm not, I would always go back to my lineman and say, hey, look, this just happened. Or, you know, and they'd be like, right, we'll take care of it. Don't worry about it, Steve. We got it. And, and a play later, it would be taken care of. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't last long. So, so, and that's the thing about Mason. Look, I know what happened was personal and something happened that was very strange between the two of them on the ground, but like, the linemen got involved like they should, and they took care of it. And look, Garrett made a horrific decision. There's no question about that. But to go running back in there without your helmet, when the line, when your linemen have handled it, like, stop. I just, I don't know. We all understand you're in the moment. But as a quarterback, you know that you can't be the one that gets in the middle of the fights. It's just... It's not. It's very unquarterback like. Let's be honest. Let's go to Philip Rivers for a second because the moment he threw that last pick, Tony was saying he's he's old, he's done, his skills have eroded. And I said, I see some things that may be fixable. And you say what, Steve? I say that he is too experienced. Look, we all know that he's a riverboat galley. He's aggressive. He's a chippy kind of guy, and I've always loved that about him. But he's reckless now, and I said it on Monday night. He's reckless. And it's, he's doing things that are not, they're, they're I don't want to say dumb, but they're just not, uh, he's a great player. And look, gr- look, granted, he does not have his fastball. But look, this is a game with a lot of cheap yards, quarterbacks are protected. You don't need your fastball if you know what you're doing. And he's experienced enough not to be so reckless and to cost games. And he, I've seen it now for a few weeks, and I just, to me, all the things that he needs to be great, could be great again and be fixable because he just had, needs to be less reckless. Now, is it diminishing so fast that we need to, you know, make a move? I don't think, I just think that some of the decisions he makes, like, I, I want to say, Philip, you got to come on. You're too good. You can't be doing this. You're better than this. Let us go to Tua, a mobile lefty like yourself. Do you look at a hip injury differently than you look at an arm injury? It really depends. I mean, you know, I, I, having, I, didn't, I don't want to play the game like, like Peyton did or Tom or Dan did, like to have no option to let the ball go in the pocket. I just don't want to live that way. I tip my cap to every one of them every time I see him. I cannot believe they played that way. Uh, but to be able to move around is vital. So if you tell me that he's going to be 80% of himself because of the hip injury in the future, that's, I don't care what happens to your arm. You need those legs. Uh, and so it really becomes about recovery. If he says he's going to be 95%, 100%, both arm and leg, they're both the same. Uh, what, what would I rather be 90% of? I'd rather be 90% or 80% of a leg than an arm. A quarterback, obviously, uh, you know, you have to have your arm. 
The Niners now face three eight and two teams in a row. Packers at Ravens at Saints. People are saying this is the toughest stretch in history, to which I say shut up. Your Niners had stretches that were equally as tough, if not tougher. Regardless, as a player, did you look at those stretches and say, oh, my God, I just want to get through this? Or did you embrace stretches of games like this? Well, remember, Michael, we were all we, – that's kind of how we played every game. We knew that we were going to get the best of everyone we saw. That was just who we were at that time. And so, you know, the idea that you're going to see the best of the best. Because um, even if you played a middle-of-the-road Falcon team, that was their Super Bowl, right, to go play the 49ers. So you got the most of everybody. So we got used to that. So the idea that you're going to now uh, play teams that have a better record, I think more than anything, you can speak to the rest of the league. You can tell everybody that we're not – a flash in the pan. We're not somebody that's just going to have a great pre- regular season and fade. And you can take the, you know, you can make a, do- you can take a dominant position in the next three weeks from everybody in the NFL that not only are, you know, we have a great record, but we're actually a great team because sometimes it's not the same. And people can kind of glean through and go, you know what, they have a great record, but they're not that good. And I think this is an opportunity to just slam that door shut. The show doesn't really start until Will Bond tells somebody to shut up. Every we day. will get you out of here on this, Steve. Colts and Texans tomorrow night. Texans got blown out. They did by the Ravens last week. When you got blown out, did you prefer to wipe that immediately from your memory or dwell on it and actually try to learn from it? Well, I think the blowout usually has its own message, right? Because that means that as an offense, and that happened to the Texans, they couldn't iterate. There there was no answer. And, And so that becomes a coaching issue. It becomes a player issue. But most importantly, in football, Newt Rockley is famous because he made a speech and you played better. Football is an emotional game. And so in the end, when you play poorly like that for four quarters, it becomes about your readiness and willingness to play great football. And that you can fix right away. So I'm expecting a lot of big speeches, player-only meetings, and the Texans to say, never again, and somebody make a Newt Rockney speech and fix it all for tomorrow night. <laughs> Thank you, Steve, as always. Great Thanks, pleasure. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate Good it. for us. Okay, guys. You're the best. Let's take one last break. Still to come, our favorite soccer manager is oh. back in the game. Respect. And could tonight be the first night we'll finally see Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Yeah. You, you waited so long to tell people to shut up today. You usually are. We got to the bees. Yeah. We got to the bees segment. Got to the guest segment. Steve loves it when you tell. Happy time, people. Happy 50th birthday, Dabo Sweeney. Everybody keeps wondering if Dabo Sweeney will go back to his alma mater, Alabama, when Nick Saban leaves. In the meantime, Sweeney has won two of the last three national championships with Clemson. And in both of those, he beat Saban in Alabama. Clemson is undefeated this year at 11-0. It is the quietest 11-0 of all time. Tony, that's great, but I love that Dabo is a basketball junkie. And when his football coaching season is over, he hits the road. He and his boys, he and his sons, and they go see NBA playoff games. I love that. Happy anniversary, Jack Taylor. On this day seven years ago, the 5-foot-10-inch Grinnell College guard set the NCAA record for individual points scored by lighting up Faith Baptist Bible College for 138. Taylor took 108 shots. He took 71 threes. It is hard to imagine being able to shoot that many shots in a 40-minute game. I know we're never supposed to say never, but it's equally hard to imagine anyone ever scoring more than that. Where's this kid now? I don't know. Is he coaching shooters? What's he doing? Maybe he's at the Sonic eating a burger. Happy trails to a sure goal for Nick Patan. The Maple Leaf center thought he had the tying goal on this backhander with about three minutes left last night. But Vegas goaltender Marc-Andre Fleury made this flying glove save fully outstretched 
to preserve the Boom. lead and ultimately the win for the Knights. Save it a year. Tremendous save. save. It was Fleury's 450th win, which puts him seventh all time. He has three Stanley Cup wins with Pittsburgh, and he got to the finals two years ago with Vegas. That number of wins and that many cups doesn't that put you in the Hall of I Fame? Would think so. Most importantly, I would think so. one omission: the NCAA announced today that Memphis freshman James Wiseman will be suspended a total of 12 games, including the one he has already missed. Tony, I know we're very early in the season. A lot of stuff can happen, but right now where we sit, he looks like the number one pick in the draft to me. And it puts this him back in time for most of the most league's of play. season. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, point. yeah. Here we go to the big finish. Let's do the it. The Maple Leafs fired coach Mike Babcock. Fair? Tony, they thought they had everything to have turned the corner. Now they this year they lose six straight. The playoffs, they got sort of hosed last year by the format. Tottenham Hotspur hired Jose Mourinho, your boy, as his next manager. You think he's a good choice, though? Great choice. Respect, respect, respect. Got three wins. Brooks Kepler withdrew from the President's Cup with a knee injury. Big deal? It is. It would be a bigger deal except this mitigated because Ricky Fowler, who's very capable, is going to replace him. Gerardo Parra, another one of your boys, signed with the Yamayuri Giants. Are you sad to see him go, Mr. Nat? This is the end of Baby Shark, but he gets to play professional baseball and make money. He was great with the Nats. Last one, Celtics and Clippers tonight. I assume you have the Clippers. That's a great early season game. Yes, we're finally going to get to see Kawhi Leonard and PG-13 play together. I'm excited for that. Playoff P, that guy. Out of time, trying to do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. 37 points in 21 minutes. Get off it. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knucklehead. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcast. Barry Glassman. Enjoy. We'll see you enjoying. He's going to go to the.